0: Welcome to the Avail Podcast, where we dig deep and talk about the art of leadership. My name is Virgil Sierra, and today we have the honor of sitting down with Mike Clarenceau. Mike is an author, speaker, former pastor, dean, and full-time church consultant. Today he'll be discussing the principles of his newest book release, A Spirit Empowered Life, and equipping listeners with its powerful, biblically-rooted principles. Welcome back everybody to another episode of The Avail Podcast where we talk about the art of leadership with amazing leaders, pastors, authors, all of the above. And today is no different. We have an amazing leader. We have an ama- He's pastored. Uh, he's, he is an author of many books. He is a church consultant. He's done a lot of things in the church. Let's put it that way. He is an amazing leader. Today we have the privilege of of sitting with Mike Clarence Mike thanks for being on the Avail podcast how you feeling
1: Oh, thanks. Thanks for the opportunity. So glad to connect and have a chance to engage uh, your audience. I'm just looking forward. Hopefully I can contribute something today that'll be meaningful and beneficial to them.
0: Yes, sir. I'm confident yeah. that you will. Uh, you yeah. and I have had an opportunity to just kind of talk a little bit in preparation mm-hmm. for this podcast. And I know just from the just from the little that I've heard in this opportunity mm-hmm. to meet you that you have a lot to add, a lot of value to add to us leaders, pastors, uh, Christian leaders, pastors, uh, ministry leaders, marketplace leaders. This is a great place to be it's mm-hmm. avail before we jump into this conversation and today we're going to talk about your your new book mike we're going to talk about a spirit empowered life and and I know that this is something that's you know that's on your heart uh, a, a spirit empowered life discover the world changing journey god's Designed for you we're going to get to that but before that i want our avail audience to know a little bit about who is mike clarence I'll tell us a little bit about yourself
1: Well, I'm a Midwestern church kid originally. That's, you know, grew up in church. I was a part of that family that helped Pastor do everything that Pastor was doing. And, you know, I got. I got saved, you know, stepped to Christ at the age of three. You know, Jesus saved me from a life of chasing wild women in the church nursery, you know. And so, you know, that's, I, I'm a church kid and, and grew up in church. Uh, I've been a pastor. Um, as, as you mentioned, I'm, I'm, a church consultant today, working with a lot of congregations. Uh, this is, this is my life. Uh, church, been everything in church except an outsider. I've, I've never, never had a day of being unchurched. And so I, Church is home turf. I love the church. I love what it is intended to be. I love its potential. I get excited when I have the opportunity to connect with the church all around the globe and see the unique expressions of God's creativity. So I'm a church guy and and I, and I love uh, connecting with leaders uh, as they've given themselves to this incredibly important mission.
0: Yeah, that's good. We have a lot in common because I'm also a church. Yeah. But I'm a church guy <laughs> since I was a baby. Uh, yeah. and, and I, and I don't see myself going out of the church right
1: no Um, no probably not i
0: love this so so thank you for sharing i want to i want to jump right into this um you've written many books today we're probably going to touch on maybe two of them but but i want to focus in on on your new release a spirit empowered life discover the world changing journey Mm -hmm. god has designed for you so just just kind of kick the kick the let's get the ball rolling right with what inspired you to write a spirit empowered life
1: well just you know, I think that the the challenge or, or just what really kind of stirs inside me. We read the pages of scripture, we see particularly the lives of those in the early church and, and we recognize these extraordinary lives of power, these you know, these incredible expressions of God's leadership and mm-hmm. the lives of people that result in world changing reality. I mean, we sit here today having this conversation because those people yeah. did an incredible job with the mission and, and yet we look at their limited uh adequacy their their capacities you know there there's nothing humanly extraordinary about them and yet god took these willing people and he did world changing things to them. And, and the belief that has always been instilled in me growing up in the church that God wants to do that in my life. God wants, God intends to do that in, in every life that this is not just a humdrum religious life that we're called to, but instead, you know, God, God has a life of power. God has a life of impact. He wants, he wants to uh, fulfill in our lives. And so what's that look like? How, how do we engage that? Uh, that's really what the book is all about is just understanding this life and what the people who live it really look like
0: yeah pastors leaders lean in right now this is going to be really mm-hmm. helpful really encouraging uh, I, I love I love your perspective Mike because your perspective is that of a pastor mm-hmm. uh, of a church leader uh, of, a, of an organizational leader I know you've done a lot of work uh, mm-hmm. you know organizationally uh, denominationally mm-hmm. and and church wise and and, uh, and you've been doing this for many years you've been you've been, you've mm-hmm. been in and around yeah. church for quite some time. So I love the 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 weight and the value that your experience and your knowledge carries. So so let, let's talk about just the title, right? A spirit-empowered life. When someone is living a spirit-empowered life, what does that look like? What does that mean?
1: Well, it, it really is. I, I think, I mean, so many ways, different ways to, to characterize it. But I think it, it's really allowing God to live through us. It's allowing yes. God's Spirit to to empower us, uh, to push us uh, into opportunities that exceed our own capacities. Uh, to find us in moments where we could only be because He's led us there and use us in in transforming ways in the lives of others. I mean, this is a a life above and beyond yeah. uh, anything. We could find on our own. That's 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 the nature of what we see in in the New Testament, even in the Old Testament, but especially in the New Testament, we see these ordinary people living extraordinary lives, and and that's what God's got for each and every one of us if we if we'll simply engage that.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's good to talk about this because sometimes as leaders, uh, we can focus in on. The, the administrative aspects of, of <laughs> running the organization or leading a church, which is important or mm-hmm. the the ministries of we got to do this and we got to do this but that 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 intangible that mm-hmm. that spirit impo- like leading from mm-hmm. spirit and power, that is this is really powerful. I want to talk about your book because your book mm-hmm. you have it in a few sections. you talk you have the hunger. Mm-hmm the encounter, mm-hmm. demonstration, and the horizon. You have those four sections. Can you talk a little mm-hmm. bit, just touch touch on, on those a little bit on, on why you have it in those categories?
1: Well, everything with God starts. I mean, everything we experience from God is going to start with our hunger, our our desire, our our recognition of our need, and then you know our pursuit. When when our need turns into want, you know, when we realize, I think back to Acts chapter two, for example, and, and the you know the day of Pentecost. Those early believers, they've been given this commission that so far exceeds their capacity. They they can't even imagine. I mean, it's difficult for them to you know even get their head around impacting. Samaria, much less the ends of the earth. And, you know, this life of power had been totally dependent on Jesus to that point. Now he's gone back to heaven and and just overwhelmed by this sense that we've been given this task that is so far beyond us. We desperately need God's help. We need God's promise, God's empowerment, and that's really what's motivating them in those early chapters of the book of Acts, is they're desperate for that, and that that need turns into, we really want this, and then God comes in, and, and that that's the strategy of the Spirit of Powered Life, is, is this understanding that Jesus is going to equip us with what we need to do what He would have us to do. It, it's not really even up to us. It's not up to our capacity or our abilities. It's It's freely receive, freely give. He pours in so I can pour out. And, and this is the nature of this, this life of power that, that we see in these ordinary people, these untrained folks. And, and so, you know, that, that hunger, that, that longing to fulfill the mission, to yeah. find my purpose, to impact lives, that's really what, what drives everything good we receive from God.
0: Um, I think there's, I don't think there's any leader or pastor, for example, that would say, no, I don't want to live a spirit empowered life. Right. <laughs> I think, I think clear, clearly biblically. Right. And, and as, mm-hmm. as followers of Jesus Christ, right. my, you know, understanding what the word teaches us, we, we would all agree. Yes. I want to live a spirit empowered life. But the, but the reality is if we can be honest here from, if we can open mm-hmm. up a little bit, be honest mm-hmm. here, even as pastors and leaders, sometimes it's hard to do that. Sometimes mm-hmm. there could be an obstacle, <laughs> obstacle yeah. in the way that can hold you back from living a spirit empowered life. Um, Yep. what's your perspective and and, and even from mm-hmm. from your book and your thoughts what what's an obstacle what are what is something or things that can that can inhibit uh, even though we want to from experiencing uh, living an empowered life
1: well I think there I would immediately go to two things number one would be simply our expectation you know what what is it we expect of this life of of leading in the church what 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 is our anticipation and in the second piece of that is this this question of how much of this is dependent on me? What's dependent on you know on my capacity on on the expectation? What do I have to bring to the table? When the spirit empowered life, by its very nature, really steps right around my capacities, mm. and and really it, it's more based on what can God do through me. Right. And so my limitations are not limitations. My my abilities, my you know those things that I might might feel like that I have. Fine-tuned or honed in my life, God's not limited to to those things in any way, shape, or form. He He brings by the power of His, his Spirit that that I don't have. I mean, what I love in Acts chapter four uh, when Peter and John are appearing before the uh, the religious leaders and they look at them and they I love the Greek word. It says they, they recognize that they were idiotes, you know, which we know what, what what word comes from that. You know, they they were just unlearned, ordinary guys. They they should not have been speaking like they were speaking or doing what they were doing but God is using these ordinary people to do extraordinary things and and that's the real nature of this life. Uh, I think we do get bogged down a little bit thinking that Christian living is all about learning stuff and doing stuff, you know, right. and and the talk about that in the book about the path of learning and doing. Well, sure there's learning and there is doing, but the life God has for us is not simply a rhythm of learning and doing because right. frankly learning and doing Ultimately leads either to pride or burnout. You know, we, we, you know, learn so much we think we're something we're not, or we do so much that we're exhausted. Where the life God has for us, when Jesus sent his disciples into the, into the towns, it was freely receive, freely give. I'm pouring in so you can pour out. And, and that's what we see in these, in these early leaders. It's don't be worried about your equipment. Reality is God's going to pour in in the moment you need it. So experience God in relationship and and do what do in others what He's done in you. That's really the the strategy of the Spirit empowered life.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's good. I think I think sometimes we get caught up in uh, in ourselves. <laughs> we get caught up in ourselves in sure. our abilities, absolutely, in, in what we can do. And I think I think if we're not careful, that mm-hmm. becomes a a, a limitation you know Absolutely. even can can you speak to can you speak to pastors for a second just you know they have the responsibility of of obviously shepherding the flock that they've been entrusted mm-hmm. right but they also have the responsibility of of leading the staff team so to speak mm-hmm. uh, you mm-hmm. know depending on the size of the church there could be you know more or less but they have to shepherd the flock they have to lead the organization lead the staff team yeah. they have to minister to people they have to mm-hmm. preach you know um what 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 would you say are some of the keys to to truly tuning into that? Right. Like mm-hmm. not getting lost in all of the things that I have to do, but really focusing in as a leader and saying, Man, I really want to be empowered by the spirit as I'm leading. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, the last thing I want to do is come across as a simplistic idea, you know, to address the complex world of pastoring, because <laughs> the truth is that we can begin to define our life according to the expectations of our people and according to the, mm-hmm. you know, the resp- the responsibilities that that we carry. But, you know, we, we also have to, to keep in focus that. This business of leading is also first and foremost to the business of following and, and that, that connection, that pursuit of God, which unfortunately in some cases for some of us ends up getting our leftovers, you know, rather than being our priority. The, you know, what, what I've found true and I think a lot of folks, you know, find true is that the more that I am in pursuit of Christ, the more time that I am spending, uh, in his word and, and, and seeking him and, and in my own life, the more, uh, strength I have, the more Capacity I have for all those things that people expect of me, the you know, and so it's really uh, leading by following or or really chasing after, hungering after the the power of the Holy Spirit in my life yep. that ultimately is going to give me a, the equipment I need to to navigate the, those assignments, those responsibilities. But when when I'm focused on the leading side of all that I'm leading, I, I end up getting focused on my abilities, yep. my capacities, what I can do, rather than allowing God to work through me in, in a way that uh demonstrates more of his capacity, yeah. which is the answer. I that's think
0: that's good. If if I'm honest with you, Mike, if I'm honest, me, Virgil here mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, that can happen to me, you know, as I'm mm-hmm. leading, especially with, sure. with an organization that's that's growing, right? And the church is growing mm-hmm. and and uh uh you know with growth comes the need to to have the right team members and staff members and uh and, and with that means we have to have the right systems in place. Mm-hmm. And and I think I think sometimes if I'm honest, I can tend to err on the side of um, thinking about all the things that I got to do. And I can easily um, kind of lose that focus and, and, and be you know, not intentionally, but easily kind of sure. lose that focus and intention. Have you seen that? Have you noticed that in your experience as when you, know, yeah, when
1: you Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I, I think that, you know, sadly, I think that the, one of the worst things that can happen is for Jesus to let me try to handle the church that I think I've built, you know, that, you know, this very, very easily. I mean, I'm a person, if you saw my to-do list, you'd worry about me that I'm OCD or something, you know, because, you know, we do get enamored and really so wrapped up in, in all the things that we are doing that that we lose track of of the fact that that this is his church one of the things that i would go through frequently as a pastor i i would find myself sitting in my office and I'd, i'd just be just be haunted by this question you know jesus are we close are we anywhere close to what you intended? Are you know when you when you envision your church? Are are we on target? You know, am I on target with that? Uh, would anybody that I lead want my life? Do they as they watch me live it? Would they? Wow. You know, is that something that you know they see the presence of Christ in me to, to a point that they would say I want to be like that? Or or when they see my life, do they see exhaustion and do they see responsibility and all you know the heaviness with which sometimes I I might find myself carrying some of that load. So, you know, that, that's the question is, am I on target? Because Jesus handed this thing off to fishermen. You know, that's the thing <laughs> I always remind them. Jesus Jesus didn't hand this off to experts. He, you know, he's doing an extremely uh, remarkable, world-changing things wow. through very, very average folks. And uh, and there's no way to turn it. And you see that through all the scriptures. Yeah. You go back to the Old Testament, you know, and you see the powerful people there that were just normal people that, that God is doing. Doing extraordinary things through—that's the life we want. That's often even the life we preach, but it can be tricky to actually make that the life that we live. And that's really what the book is inviting us into.
0: Yeah, I'm re- when you, as you were saying, what you were saying, I'm reminded of this phrase that I learned when I was, you know, back when I was in youth group myself—that that God doesn't necessarily call the qualified. Yeah, but he yeah. qualifies the call. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and it's, it's such a good reminder. <laughs> it's, you know, yeah. take the pressure off. Right. Because sometimes we, we, I think we make it harder than it is or more Doesn't, complicated yeah. than it should be.
1: Well, we also, I, I think any of us, if we sat down, answer the question, you know, to identify, tell the stories of the greatest moments we've had in ministry life. We, we, very rarely would we pull anything off of our to-do list to describe. Instead, <laughs> what we, what we'd be describing are moments where God stepped in, where God, rarely. you know, used us beyond our, you know, in areas that where we feel weak, where, you know, we felt like we struggled and God, you know, God did extraordinary things. I, I don't know how many times I've stepped, you know, off the platform after a service and felt like, oh man, that did, you know, that just didn't go well today. That, you know, that that was a struggle. And yet then I discover find out that the impact of the Holy Spirit- wow that moment was far greater than those days when I thought I had it clicking, you know? And so, you know, God, I think keeps trying to teach us this, that when he's calling the shots and when he's leading and he's working, greater things are the things that begin to occur than when I'm at my best. And, you know, that I think should be teaching us something about how this really is designed to work. Uh, you know scripturally
0: Christian leaders around the world are taking advantage of their free annual subscription to the Avail Journal after all each one of us should be taking the next step in our leadership journey when you sign up for a free annual subscription to the Avail Journal you'll enjoy interviews articles resources and much more for more information and to get subscribed today visit availjournal.com you know i think you just hit on something that really just helped me maybe it'll help some leaders too. Um, I think that we have to shift, I guess, our prayer maybe as, as pastors and leaders and communicators. And instead of, cause my, my natural prayer is Lord, give me the word so that I can (laughs) preach a powerful word, you know, a blessed word so that I can do it right. Where, where I think the prayer should be, Holy spirit, Lord touch the hearts and move. You know, it's more about him, less about me, but, but I think reframing the idea of yes, Lord, I, yeah, I want to, of course, I yeah. want to be a good communicator, but but it's not yeah. so much about, I want to finish a day and say, man, I, I did a great job communicating. Yeah. I want to say right. God moved, you know, right. during the service.
1: Well, I think, yeah, maybe I, I would say it this way. Uh, God, do what you want to do and please let me be a part of it. You know, God, you know, draw me into this. Uh, you know, let me, you know, when, when I preach, I, you know, I'll often pray that God, you're here to speak to us, to guide us in your truth. And I certainly want to be a part of that, but you're not limited to me. You know, work around me, work through me. I hope you'll work through me, but if you need to work in spite of me, you know, this, this really is about your mission and your purpose. And, and my greatest day is, is that day when I get to be a part of what he is doing. And so, you know i think yeah you're right that's that's really the way you know the way to see this life it's not about my expertise it's it's really all about what god is trying to do and i simply want to be a part of that and generally i get to be a part of that in those moments where i am where I am weak and that's when he is strong in, in, and through me. And so, you know, we, we are very focused on, you know, our abilities, our sense of giftings, you know, all these things that we think we do well and what we bring to the table. When in reality, the spirit empowered life is not really that dependent on what I bring to the table. It's far more dependent on me being willing to let God do what he brings to the table. And, and that, that way he gets the glory, he gets the credit for that. And I just stand back in awe at what he just did. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know who we think we are sometimes. We who, Yeah, exactly. We, who, who do I think I am? <laughs> this is good. Okay, yeah. so the last section of of, of your book, A Spirit-Empowered Life, mm-hmm. is the horizon and you kind of ha- you talk about some mm-hmm. next steps. I almost I almost I almost envision today's Mike Clarence speaking to You know, the 25 year old, you know, Mike Clarence, you know, in 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 addition to speaking to to us today, even younger pastors and older pastors, you know, what are some next steps for, you know, for pastors and Christian leaders who say, man, I really want, I really want to be spirit empowered as I'm leading my church, as I'm leading my organization, as I'm, as I'm working at this job, as I'm going to school, you know, what are some next steps that that are practical and that are helpful for that?
1: Well, that's a great question. And I, I think that one of the things we, What I often say when I'm working with pastors or churches is the kingdom of God is not about numbers, it's about stories. And, and, and it's about writing stories. It's about, you know, the new stories that God lets us be a part of. I mean, Jesus, I, he demonstrated for us the priority of a single story, you know, with yeah. the woman at the well where he went clear out of his way to a region he, uh, on a route he, other Jews wouldn't even take. And he has one conversation. And then the next moment in the story, he's almost right back where he was before, you know, or goes across the lake to meet a half, half naked, crazy demon possessed guy living in a cemetery heals him and goes right back to where he was. You know, those stories are worth the telling. And I think, you know, that's the hunger that that's really the hunger is God, let me be a part of what you're doing. I think that's it's it's kind of an odd next step, but it, but it's really kind of changing my focus. That my my dreams, my goals are not organizational. My dreams, my goals are are personal. That you know what I might experience uh, on a Sunday and and the crowd of folks that I get to lead is one thing. What I might experience at a bus stop is something else. You know, God, you know, let me let me be a part of stories. Retrain me to to know what this is all about. What you really want to do through my life, and you know, bring me to more stories. I think that that's part of it. But I think also it's just really that sense of vision in my life. What what is it I'm longing for? Am I longing to demonstrate God's power in a way that glorifies Him, or am I longing to build something great for Him? Uh, and I think the latter sometimes gets us gets us uh, in trouble a bit with our priorities.
0: I love this. I think this uh, this is so helpful for all of us leaders. Uh, to to think about this as we're as we're as we're leading as we're you know doing what we're doing as we're pastoring as we're shepherding as we're guiding people um at towards the end of this conversation we'll talk about where people can can find this book where they can connect with you i want to transition a little bit into another book you wrote just because even though we don't have time to unpack it maybe as much as we did a spirit empowered life i I do want to touch on Uh, subject to change you you, another book that you recently wrote subject Mm -hmm. to change when people want their pastor to know what they want their pastor to know before asking them to change Um, Mm -hmm. i think this is a great perspective that's also going to help us as leaders talk to us a little bit about the book subject to change and how that came about
1: well, this book, uh, I mean, there are so many books on change, you know, out there available to us in the leadership world, but this is one of the few books, I, I wrote this from the vantage point of the people that we're trying to change, mm-hmm. and it really came out of years of travel, working with churches, church teams, uh, meeting some wonderful people who desperately want to see great things happen in their church, and sometimes as, as pastors, leaders, we've got those stories of those resistors to change, and we can kind of paint, kind of paint the audience we're trying to lead as antagonistic to change but but the reality is the kingdom of god is filled with so many great people in local churches that are desperate for a better future. And and there's some things they bring to the table. And so my, my hope in this, I identified 37 things that they would want to say to their to their pastor who wants to lead them in change to better understand their heart. I, I think, you know, this sense of believing in one another, loving each other, the potential these friends bring to the table to help guide that change. Um, you know, I, I kind of used at the beginning of the book, a little metaphor from The Wizard of Oz. I'm from Kansas. So you know that's a that's a story that means a lot to us, but the idea of looking behind the curtain and discovering that that deacons aren't those three-headed monsters that mm-hmm. uh, sometimes they get portrayed to be, or you know that that the church ladies or whatever the people that that we're dealing with they're many times they're wonderful people who who are who are trapped in in patterns they didn't create and they're you know they're desperate for a future that they don't yet know how to find and you know and so just really. Bring coming back to the place of loving one another and and recognizing the team opportunities that exist, particularly in struggling churches. Mm-hmm. But the answers forward are not about a celebrity savior leader coming in and fixing the day. The answers are finding paths together and and leading together and 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 approaching change in a way that that embraces one another. And so uh it's a fun book. Uh Tried to tried to laugh a lot through the book, uh, kind of keep it lighthearted, but uh, really some principles that I think will help leaders better understand particularly if you're in a plateaued, declining church or if you're in maybe even in a smaller congregation uh, that's more dependent on lay leadership than than other settings uh, I think this is a book that will help leaders uh, help their perspective as they as they engage the, the the people that God's given them to lead with
0: Yeah I think the the implication in the subtitle uh, yeah. what people want their pastor to know before asking them to change it. Yeah. The implication is that sometimes maybe, as pastors and leaders, sometimes we may not be doing as good of a job as we should mm-hmm. uh, in really knowing our people, right? and really understanding. Yeah.
1: well, yeah, we we forget sometimes that we jumped on a moving train. You know that uh you know that this this didn't start with us. Uh, I was pastor number thirteen in year number seventy eight of the last church I pastored. Wow. You know there are twelve other twelve other pictures on the, in the hallway. You know of pastors that have led before <laughs> me, and you know this is this is not just a journey that I launched. This is a journey that I have have stepped into, and and understanding what it takes to be effective in that. Uh, so a lot a lot of leadership principles. Uh, you know I've been told by several who've read the book, uh, you know, this is a very helpful book full of leadership principles that would help a leader in the local church setting, regardless of the nature of that setting. And so certainly hope it can be beneficial to to those who find
0: it. Yeah, I love it. I, I, I see that uh, as I look at the table of contents, there's a lot of P words. There's perception, yeah. passion, mm-hmm. patience, past, people, path, pattern, pace, right. partnership. Yeah. Uh, can, can, as we're as we're kind of heading into the final stretch of our conversation, Mike, can you maybe just touch on maybe one, one or two of uh, principles that stand out to you from subject to change that maybe can be helpful to us as leaders?
1: Uh, one, well, one was, uh, is just, uh, this is not our first journey. Mm hmm. You're, you're not our, they're not the first leader that's tried to bring change in our midst. And, and so there's some things that we have learned in our past efforts to change that, that might help you. Um, you know, we, we may, one of the, one of the things that I've identified here, oftentimes when a new pastor comes into a church, we get off on the wrong foot because the new pastor, all the new pastor sees is the potential for what could be, while the people are often a little more focused on what is, you know, we're, they're glad to have a pastor come lead them and that pastor is all fixated on on people that aren't there yet, you know? And so we get, we get off to a different start, but we really want the same things we really want. Yeah. You know, we do, we do want to impact our community, but we also want to grow ourselves. We, you know, we want, we want to mature in our own faith. And, and so we're really on the same, more on the same page than we realize, even though our conversation might, might sound a bit different. And, and another one that's in there is that even when we grumble, we do want a new day for our church, you know, that, uh, you know, that maybe we're late adopters or slower to adapt, or, you know, maybe a little distrusting of change, but we really do want what you want, pastor. We really want that future. Sometimes we're just not a hundred percent sure there's a place for us when we get there, or we want to make sure that, you know, there, there's a place for us in that future for our church, or we just don't know how to get there. And so, yeah, I mean, I just believe the best about, about these friends uh, in, in these churches, because I've seen it. I've seen them weep and cry over the future of their church church and the desire to reach their community. They're such good people. And, you know, I think working together effectively with a good leader, great things can happen. And I certainly hope they would.
0: Yeah, I love that. You know, as you're talking, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about my experience. I stepped into leadership with uh, the, I stepped into the, the church that my parents planted. Um, and despite the fact that I wasn't an outsider, you know, coming out of left field, uh, it was it was a significant transition. I think we did really well. We sought out a lot of advice, but still, it's 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 not e- it's not an easy process to transition to a new pastor. Yeah. And, and I think resources, there's not a lot of resources. So this is a great book. <laughs> Subject to Change seems like yeah. it's a great book for both both pastors and leaders that are in that kind of in that, in that boat, so to speak of, of Mm -hmm. helping transition uh, into a new season. Uh, but also for Christians who want to understand the dynamics. It seems like this Mm -hmm. is a great resource.
1: Yeah. Well, it, again, it was try, trying to have a little bit of fun along the way, sure. but, you know, there's some real, like you would have experienced, it's still going to take time to trust you. Even, even if you're a familiar face, yep. Uh you know, just because you jumped on a moving train doesn't mean you get to drive on day one. Mm-hmm. You know, the reality is we, we need some time to, you know, to get behind you. And, you know, and so it's a different experience stepping into an existing congregation versus establishing a brand new congregation. I don't get to set the culture. I inherit the culture and I, <laughs> I need to, I need to figure out how to, how to function effectively within that. And so, yeah, a lot, I said 37 different principles along the way, uh, some fun along the way, but hopefully helps pastors with a perspective uh, and the challenges they face in, in stepping into a leadership responsibility like that. So
0: good. This has been so good. Um, uh, Leaders, pastors, whoever you are listening to this podcast right now, uh, I really want you to know Uh, Mike Clarenceau's book, A Spirit Empowered Life, which is where we kind of were speaking most of the time today. You need to get this book for you and for your key leadership team, A Spirit Empowered Life. Honestly, anybody in your church is going to benefit from that book. And then we just finished off talking about subject to change, maybe a little more geared towards that leadership position and role. Uh, Mike, how can our Avail audience connect with you? How can they find you? How can they get these books uh, online with you?
1: well my wife and I both have published a number of books uh, so Clarenceau truth is any anywhere you find the name Clarenceau it's probably us because my grandfather made up this name and so uh, our family is the only one that has it to our knowledge so uh, it's either my son's music or our books and so when you find the name so but clarnceau uh we have a number of our, of our resources available there uh, available uh, email me I, I talk with pastors all the time uh, you know very very glad to engage, you know, pastors. If I can be a resource or help to them, uh, Mike at clarensawcommunications Communications.com will, will get me via email. Uh, Mike Clarenceaw on all the social media things: uh, Instagram, Facebook, on Mike Clarenceaw. You know that, like I said, the name is a little bit unique, and so we just try to keep it simple there. So, uh, be very glad to connect in any way we can contribute and help. We're very glad to do that. Um, and so, again, very much a privilege to be a part of, of the conversation today and to look forward to maybe getting a chance to make some new friends uh, because of this. Yes,
0: sir. Hey, everybody, you just heard it. Communications.com. More information about Mike and his books, um, uh, everything we spoke about today. Check that out. Find him also on Instagram, Mike. Clarence off Facebook, social media. Um, this is great. Um, I want to mention one more resource for all the people leaning in. If it's your first time listening to avail podcast or you're a new listener or viewer to our YouTube channel, uh, the avail journal. Uh, This is a quarterly leadership journal that comes out, um, throughout the year. Uh, honestly, I think it's one of the best Christian leadership magazines out there today. It feels good. It looks good. And it's full of great content, full color, great content from amazing world class leaders if you have not yet tapped into avail all you listeners and viewers out there i want to tell you the first year is on us get a year you can claim your free annual subscription by going to availjournal.com mike we believe that having resources as a leader is is very helpful would you
1: agree with that Absolutely. And I concur. Avail is a fantastic publication. I highly recommend it.
0: Yes. And uh, Mike Clarenceau is one of our Avail authors, and we are proud of that uh, because his mm-hmm. books are making an impact on many, many lives. Um, you know, before we round off uh, and close up this conversation, Mike, I would love for you to just take a quick minute and just encourage the leaders. What, what's one final thought, one final nugget of wisdom or prayer that you have for all of our leaders?
1: Well, I, I think I would, I would say, you know, God's plans for our life so far exceed our capacities there. There's an excitement in, in that journey. And so don't, don't ever feel like you are the hindrance that you are in some way limiting what God can do through you. It's not about your capacity. It's about his. And, and the more that we lean into our weakness, the, the greater his strength is, is seen in us. Um, he does the heavy lifting. And so, you know, relax, uh, you know, rest in the knowledge that God is using you and wants to use you in even greater ways than you've experienced. Uh, it's all about what he's able to do as you just simply yield uh, your life to his. And so I uh, certainly believe great things are, are ahead of you and wanna, want you to have hope in that.
0: Yeah, that is a good word. That's a good word of hope, mm-hmm. a good word to look to the future. Thank you, Mike, for, for this time on behalf of Uh, dr sam chand on behalf of martine van tilborg on behalf of the whole avail family we just want to thank you and honor you for your leadership for your obedience to the lord for your uh, faithful service to him throughout throughout your life and in this calling with all the chapters that have opened up uh, in your life we really we're thankful for your life and we bless you brother
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been a joy to begin to be a part of this today.
0: Yes. Yes. I got my music to close off everybody. What a <laughs> great conversation with Mike Clarence talking about his book, A Spirit Empowered Life. Also subject to change. Amazing books that will help you along your leadership journey and your walk with the Lord. We hope you've gotten something out of this. We hope you've taken some notes and some pointers and some wisdom nuggets that you can learn from and also share with your team on behalf. Of Avail, My name is Virgil Sierra. I'm the lead pastor of Vertical Church, a.k.a. Iglesia Vertical here in South Florida and your host for these Avail podcasts every week. We love you. God bless you and stay connected to Avail so that you continue to learn the art of leadership. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Avail podcast with our guest, Mike Clarenshaw. You can connect with Mike on social media and also at ClarenshawCommunications.com. For more leadership resources, check us out at theartofleadership.com. And make sure to claim your free annual subscription of the Avail Journal at availjournal.com. As always, I'm your Avail Media host, Virgil Sierra. Muchas gracias. Thank you for connecting with us to learn the art of leadership here at the Avail Podcast.